welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your host, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rexstad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. Welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. I'm Rhonda Arald, and I'm so happy to be here today. Hi, Rhonda. I'm Laura Forehand, and it's so good to see your face and the face of our wonderful guest today. Um, We are so excited to have Elizabeth Frazel with us on the podcast today. Elizabeth is a gold certified Whole Brain Teaching instructor. So welcome to the podcast, Elizabeth. We're glad that you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. We want to start by having you give a bit of an introduction. Can you tell us where you teach, what grade you teach, and how long you've been using whole brain teaching? Yeah, so I teach in Michigan, the southern part of Michigan, and I teach third grade. It is my um, sixth year in third grade, 15th year teaching, and I have been teaching um, with whole brain for about 10 years. However, it has really transformed my classroom, and I've really dug in the last two years. That's awesome. So let's get some background information. How did you find whole brain teaching? So I was teaching in a district where I taught all ELL students, and it was actually at a um, district-wide PD that someone had brought it in and started showing us some little strategies. And what really caught my eye were the gestures from teaching ELL. I knew that I needed something really simple, really easy, um, that the kids, inconsistent, that the kids could use. So after that PD, um, I really implemented class yes, and the scoreboard, and then I dabbled a little bit in the rules and things like that. But it wasn't until I moved to my next school that I really wanted to change some classroom management things. And so I um, went into the super improvers um, after that, and then really tried out the power picks, and then just kind of started slowly adding on from there. And I think that's important to everybody to listen to. We've said it on all the podcasts. You kind of have to start slow to go fast. And I mean, it takes a while and you shouldn't go on until you feel comfortable with that small piece that you've implemented. Absolutely. Yeah. And find what works and what's comfortable for you. And yeah, stick with it. Good point, Rhonda. Um, So most of us have had a problem that is needed to be solved. I know when I found whole brain teaching, I knew I was getting a bunch of um, lovely first grade boys that were beloved rascals. I saw them, I saw how they were in kindergarten. So I knew that I needed something more. Um, what has been the most common teaching problem for you in your classroom before you found whole brain teaching? So I really think you we need to separate this into, and I think a lot of teachers will agree, we have the pre-COVID behaviors that I was seeing. 
And then we have the post COVID behaviors, because I really think there was a huge difference in what drove me in certain directions and whole brain teaching. So the pre COVID, I saw a lot of like, kids not being able to work collaboratively together. Um, The kindness that was starting to lack, and then just giving like 100% effort every day. Um, Post COVID, however, I think it's similar, but really um, emphasized. So like kids, you know, before you had one or two kids that struggled working in a group. And now I have a group five or six or seven that can't work in a group. Um, Kindness has always been something that I just feel like continuously needs to be worked on. And now I also think the effort, it's not even getting kids to do 100% effort. It's just getting kids involved in anything is um, really a struggle. And so those are the behaviors that I knew I had to do something about because I could not continue teaching um, with them just continuously getting harder and harder every year. Exactly. So what is your favorite whole brain teaching strategy for solving that particular problem? Or maybe what has been your favorite whole brain teaching strategy overall? So for solving that problem, I really think overarching that has helped with and has just solved so many issues is Super Improver. Um, It is by far probably my favorite and also one of the ones I've had to really work on to implement it properly in my classroom. Um, But it can solve any problem. You have a kid that needs to work on raising their hand because they blurt. Okay, Super Improver can help them reach that goal. You have a kid that needs to be more kind to their um, peers. You can reach that um, by having them work on that goal. And it really builds a connection between you and the student. Um, Coach during the last summer's um, uh, Zoom sessions really kept saying building connection, building connection with kids. That's what we want to do. And Super Improver, I felt like, has made me build stronger connections with my kids. It's not easy. Um, you have to know your students and you have to work on it. And so I feel like that's the one thing that I hear often is like, how do you keep track of all their goals? And it's something that I have to constantly work on and know each one of my students, know what their goals are and what can like push them further. I had a student that was having some really, really difficult times this year, and I noticed he just likes to help. And so, so, you know, every time he helped me, that was an improvement because he was helping me instead of doing that um, behavior. And so I just feel like if anything, it makes you a stronger teacher, knowing your kids goals and knowing that um, what you can do to help them reach it. I also think, you know, I was a treasure chest teacher for a long time and I had so many toys and spent so much money on just little trinkets and the kids would get them and they'd be excited and they would lose them or they would break them within the first couple minutes. And I see more excitement from a star than I do from any trinket. And I know like some teachers are very wary about that, but it works and it works really, really well. Um, And to see kids celebrate each other. Yeah, to see kids celebrate each other every time too. Like I, it's so heartwarming when someone improves and they get super excited for them and they wanna stop the class to celebrate them. I think we're just teaching so many important skills through Super Improver that I could go on and on about it. Yeah. And I mean, that was one of the things I was scared to implement. It was one of the last things I was scared to do. And, um, but once I started, I mean, I'd never go back. So I, I enjoy super improver. I like looking for those improvements versus ability. Well, and I think you brought up a really good point about connection 
And I I would say that that is something when you were talking pre-COVID versus post-COVID, I think that we dabbled in it pre-COVID, but because so much of that connection piece was lost um, for our students when they were not allowed to come to school because of COVID, that that connection is like more than ever such a vital part of our classrooms. And so when you're talking about making those connections, um, building those relationships, it's it's just huge. I mean, now more than ever, I think it's such a huge piece. So I kind of want to switch gears just a little bit. And we know that you are gold certified. So congratulations on that, because Ron and I both know what it takes to become gold certified. It you you really have to put in your time and your love for whole brain teaching. So what made you want to go through whole brain teaching certification? So last summer I really dived into the Zoom sessions that they offer during the summer for free. And every single Zoom session, they just kept talking about certification, talking about it. Nancy um, got on and was talking about it. And so I was like, well, the curiosity got me. And so I went on, I'm like, I'll just try bronze, you know, what's there to lose. And so um, I quickly made my bronze in early June. And then I was like, well, this is kind of fun. Like, let me go on to silver. And it just kind of became addicting. Um, I was learning a lot. I was getting a lot of feedback. I wasn't expecting so much feedback from whole brain teachers. And um, so I did my silver certification fairly quickly. And then I applied for gold in the summer. So my big goal this year in the fall was to become gold certified before my student teacher took over. So I had a goal. Um, I let my class know of that goal. And it was so cool to watch them walk me through this whole thing. They were um, so excited. They would cheer me on and then, you know, want to know as soon as like I had my meeting, what did they say? What do we need to work on? And they really dived in with me. Um, And I put my name on the super improver wall so that whenever we did something, they could give me super improvers as well. So I feel like this class and I have bonded so Mm. much over that experience. Um, And it was just, it was such a good learning experience. I cannot say enough about going through gold. Um, The one-on-one meetings to talk about your teaching and what you can do better um, was really just empowering. Mm -hmm. I think I'll always remember my class that I got gold certification with. And I remember those little faces and I was trying so hard. So yeah, Yeah, we can totally relate to that. Yeah, at the end, they, um, I told them I was gold certified, and they made me like a little certificate, mm-hmm. and they all signed it. And wow. so I put that outside my classroom, and that's just something I'll always have from them. Absolutely. So, so we're kind of hearing a little bit about how maybe it's changed your classroom, but how has being gold certified or going through the certification process, how has that changed and benefited your classroom? So my one goal going through this whole process is I had not done the magic circle. And I know that was like a huge part of super improver or sorry, of whole brain teaching was that magic circle. So um, I really wanted to work on that. And I think going through the gold certification and getting feedback, you know, when you tape your lessons and you send them in and then you can get one-on-one feedback from them, it really just helped me um, know how to plan a lesson, 
how to make I make slideshows now because it's just it's what I did during my gold certification. And now I can just pump them out and it's easier. So it helped me break down how to teach into smaller steps and um, it just amp up the, the engagement for my students. Yeah, I think that's that's awesome. It's just it's the process may seem overwhelming to some and may not want to start this certification process. But so what are some tips you would give someone who is interested in certification but might be a little hesitant to jump into it? I think just doing what I did, start small and just say, hey, go through the bronze, see how you do, go through the silver. And I think after that, you kind of start to understand that process of the feedback that you get. Um, and you can go at your own pace. That's what I loved about this whole thing is that I could go and start off small and, and then go through it. I actually went a lot faster than I ever anticipated because um, it was so much fun. And I saw the change in my teaching that I just kept wanting to go. And then I saw the change in my class because they knew that I was wanting to improve myself. So they wanted to improve for me as well. Um, so I think just going at your own pace is the biggest thing. Yeah, for sure. And the nice thing about going at your own pace is there's no like expiration date on certification. So once you join certification, like if you need to take, you know, a year to get through bronze, that's okay. Because life happens, things happen, things come up in our lives and we might need to, you know, shelve that for just a little bit, but we're able to come right back to it, which is the beauty of, you know, it's free and there's no expiration date. And it really does help you like you are jumping in feet first, learning all about whole brain teaching. So yeah, Rhonda and I could talk forever about certification. And Rhonda is one of the people that when you do get that bronze certification, she verifies those scores and she gets that certificate out to you. So, so grateful for the work that she does on certification. So social, emotional learning or SEL, um, we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but it has become a huge part of teaching, especially over the last couple of years with COVID. So what part or parts of whole brain teaching have helped you with the social, emotional part of teaching in your classroom? You touched a little bit on the kindness aspect. So just wondering if you could maybe expand that just a little bit more. So yes, post-COVID, I think, um, pre-COVID even, we started dabbling in it. And our school, we're really lucky. We have a curriculum that we started pre-COVID. Um, it was paused, obviously, for a while. And then we have continued it. And the curriculum's great. We do one lesson a week, um, but it's only one lesson a week. And so I really notice what my kids need is something continual every day that can be woven into our curriculum. And I feel like Whole Brain has done a really nice job in providing that for us. Last year, I had a class that I think a lot of people can relate. It was the class of classes. It was the one that broke me that really, you know, it was hard. They, I just knew going in, they were going to be a difficult group, but they tested everything. And it, when I really broke it down and tried to dig into why they, you know, it was so hard, it was because they lacked that social emotional learning, they had so much trauma. And so I'm like, you know what, I can find something to work on this. And so I downloaded from Teachers Pay Teachers, I downloaded the Rascal X file, 
that goes through all those different things for beloved rascals. And I also downloaded the character education um, one that goes through the virtues and things like that. So I, it was one of those things that you can download, you can read over the weekend and you can start implementing strategies on Monday. And that's what I did. I was so desperate that I'm like, I just need to start something. So I started with the alpha hawk wall, which is now one of my, like, I will always use alpha hawk wall no matter what. Um, and so we talked about alpha hawks on a Monday, I remember, and I had kids bringing an alpha hawks by the next week. And this class just for some reason, they just needed to share who they looked up to and they were super emotional during it. Um, I really just, they broke them down a little bit to show who they looked up to and who they wanted to make proud. Um, lots of tears while sharing alpha hawks. And they really loved being able to talk about their alpha hawks every day. And so going right into that, I started the virtues pretty much the next week, um, just introducing one virtue at a time. So we went nice and slow so that we could really talk about each one. And I love that aspect of whole brain because the virtues are something that you can intertwine into every single lesson. You're teaching social studies and you can talk about the people in history who showed selfless courage and kindness. Um, you're in a math lesson and you can talk about showing invincible grit when we are faced with really, really tough problems we don't know how to solve. Um, in science, we can, you know, as we're looking at something and discovering something new, we can talk about brainy creativity and coming up with questions we can ask um, during that science lesson. And so, and then kindness, I just feel like is wrapped up into everything. While we're reading, we talk about characters and the kindness that they show. And so I noticed a big change once I started doing the virtues because we were constantly talking about them. Every day we started our morning with which day um, it was and what virtue we were going to work on. But then I would intertwine it into whatever lesson we were doing. And so kids could really see um, what these virtues were and how they could be more like that. And then I did something different last year too, and it really worked well. As I noticed some of my kids were having a hard time, you know, we had this alpha hawk wall and it was great, but we, a lot of the kids didn't know a lot of those alpha hawks um, because they were parents or grandparents and things like that. So we took our virtues and we have all of them laid out on the bulletin board and then we chose a person that everybody would know in our class that exemplified that virtue. So I started out with showing um, Mr. Rogers and I talked to the class about Mr. Rogers and how he showed kindness. And so for every single virtue, we also have an alpha hawk that goes under that virtue that the kids can relate to and know um, that who they're trying to make proud that day as well. So I just think the curriculum is great. It's flexible. There's so many different things you can do. I dove into um, the bullseye with some of my beloved rascals and that worked really well. This year, it's been a lot more of the flight school and that has worked really, really well with a lot of my, um, a lot of my students that have needed just that extra bit of practice with me. And I've also done Fiverr and Cheery Dice too. So I've kind of dabbled in a lot of the SEL pieces and I love them all. And they each have a specific purpose. Um, and that's what I kind of like about Whole Brain is that it's constantly evolving to the needs of our students and in our classrooms and what we're seeing every day and helping us um, reach every student in our room. 
Yeah, you've listed a lot of great ideas. I like the alpha hawk wall where you talked about a person that they could all relate to and know. So um, you hit upon a lot of great things there. So thank you so much for that. So as a teacher just starting out um, with full brain teaching or thinking about maybe implementing it, what tips or advice would you give them? I definitely think you have to know what you what's the purpose. Why do you want to implement whole brain teaching and what do you want to see from your classroom? Everyone's journey is different. And so you can't compare yourself to anyone else. And so um, my biggest tip is go slow. Know which strategies you want to try first, because you have to think of whole brain as like this teacher tool belt. What works for you in your classroom might not work for me in my classroom. And so knowing that you know, I had great success with Fiverr, but maybe someone else didn't kind of thing. So you really just have to know your students, know yourself. I'm a person that can read about something on a Saturday morning and implement it Monday. Um, but that's not for everybody. And so it's okay to start out with one strategy in August and then not do a new strategy until September, October. Whole brain doesn't have to be started in the fall. It can be implemented at any time of the school year. I always like this time of the year, springtime, because I feel like you know your students really well and you can try new things um, because they trust you and you trust them. And so I would think this is a great time of the year to start something new and try something. And if it fails, then it's not a big deal. And um, you can always try again. But I definitely think you need to go at your own pace and get it down before you move on to another strategy. Yeah. And I think Rhonda, you talk about when did you start whole brain teaching? I always forget if you started in the middle of the year or did you start it was, yeah, it was second semester. Yeah. We had been off for Christmas break and I kind of started reading about it. And then um, we had a bunch of snow days. So I just, just absorbed as much as I could and went in once we had those days off and said, Hey, we're going to try something new and went from there. So yeah, yeah, it can work anytime. That's right. Very good points. So Elizabeth, what is the best way you have shared so much like important information and knowledge and your own expertise with us today on the podcast. What is the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you if they have like any questions or need some clarification on something? So I'm on all the Facebook groups um, online and that's a really great resource if you're just kind of looking into it because you can get feedback um, right away from people. So you can find me on Facebook and private message me there or you can email me um, at elizabeth.frasel and that's F-R-A-S-L-E at um, sc-aggies, A-G-G-I-E-S dot U-S. Awesome. Elizabeth, it has been a pleasure having you on the podcast and getting to know you a little bit better. Um, Thank you so much for sharing your whole brain teaching journey with us. I know it will help so many of our listeners. Thank you. Yes. And it it is always great to hear another teacher's whole brain teaching story and find the places where we have some commonalities and maybe some things like you said, Elizabeth, that work for you that we could maybe try or, um, you know, maybe our journeys are just a little bit different, but Either way, we love hearing all the stories that are out there. Thank you for being on the podcast. We appreciate your willingness to help so many teachers. And Elizabeth did mention so many amazing resources. So we want you to be sure to check out the our the website, www.wholebrainteaching.com for more information about whole brain teaching and some of the resources that Elizabeth has shared today. 
Also, just a reminder to check out that Whole Brain Teaching Official store with free resources for teachers pay, or excuse me, for Whole Brain Teaching. Um, the same ones that Elizabeth mentioned here today, Alpha Hawk, Bullseye, Rascal X, The Virtues, all those things you can find on our official store. Right, on that Teachers Pay Teachers site. So once again, we are so appreciative of all of our listeners for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this with all your teacher friends and even your administrators. We are extremely grateful for each and every one of you. And until next time, bye-bye.